Kayla started using a shock collar for my dog when he barks. Watched your video about using e-collar. When we leave the room, also got him a thunder vest. Left him alone for two 30-minute increments yesterday for the first time since we got him two months ago. So happy he slept while we were gone. Awesome. Good. Good for you. Proud of you. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory and grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> um, welcome. How are you, Joelle? I'm great. I'm running around like crazy today. Sure am. What a day. What a day. It's It was day three of T3. We just finished up the consults literally two minutes ago. We've been going since three o'clock in the morning. We were at a Chicago seminar this weekend. We have not stopped. It is a heck of a week, I must say. One heck of a week. Thank you for your, all your stuff. Joel is actually participating in in, uh, in in P3. Really, really appreciate all your help and guidance. It's really, really nice. Um, this is the What Would You Have To Show. The What Would You Have To Show is a one-hour show. We go from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's a Q&A show. You know, most people ask us, you know, most people ask us to... Um, most people ask us to uh, how to stop bad behaviors. Just look at look at all the questions. How do you stop? How do you stop? How do you stop? We were just in Chicago this past weekend at a wonderful, wonderful seminar with a wonderful, wonderful host with some wonderful, wonderful people in Chicago because wonderful, wonderful we Chicago. love Chicago. We love Chicago. We've been going there every year for six years. We'll be back again in 2021. And to the people of Chicago, thank you for a wonderful, warm welcome. Really, really appreciate it. I can't wait to see you again. Feedback has been fantastic. We sold out. We sold out the seminar. We had to turn people away. Um, we had to, we actually closed the seminar so like people would stop getting upset about it because they were they couldn't buy tickets. Um, and we really had to do that. But now with COVID, you know, pre-COVID we sold out seminars. Now we're really selling them out because we've got we can't have as many people at the seminars mm -hmm. um, because of social distancing. And even then, we're we've got to be really really considerate. So. Jeff Coleman seminars, problem solving series. That's literally what it is. Bringing me, bring your worst dogs in. We'll help you. Like that weekend, we will help you. Just read the read the comments from the people that actually go. If you really want to know about my seminars, um, the what would Jeff do show again? Problem solving. How do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? So that's a segue into. I use the word punishment a lot. A lot of people are, a lot of people are mis mis misinformed about the word punishment. You know, in fact, someone made a comment on one of our YouTube day. You just say there's no reason to punish your dog, just build a relationship. And I'm, I asked a simple question, respectfully. When, I, when you're holding a leash and a dog tries to bite up at your face, what do you do? Tell me, what do you do? Happened to me today. Yeah, I, I would like to know what you do. I would like, that's a great question to ask. Mm -hmm. So, for all the people out there that are going, you know, I'd like to, um, I'd like to, you know, you should build a better relationship with the dog, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's like, okay, so a dog comes in for a boarding train, or you just adopt a dog. And it tries to bite you. When do you build that relationship? Or do you stop the biting that day, that minute? The problem is people don't know what punishment is. They think it's this yelling, screaming, you know, you know, you know, massive compulsion, massive shocking thing. It's like, no, it's no consequence. Move on with life. No emotion. Like the, the, the anger that comes out of that people telling us what we're doing wrong is one hundred times more angry than we have ever gotten with a dog. I don't never gotten angry with a dog. Yeah, it's like but people it's like are it's like, like out of control. So anyway, the training center, which right now is even though we're hosting T three, 
we've got we still have got like 13 dogs in board and train we're going through some transition as far as there's some dogs leaving this week new dogs coming in we had a couple of emergency dogs come in um they had to get out of their homes um uh, because they're so dangerous um which is unusual um uh here we do everything we actually clicker train dogs so if you want to know how we teach down it's like take out your treat pouch and take out your clicker we'll tell you but most people want to know how to stop stuff i would say that i would say that i would like to think that 100 percent of dog trainers out there can train basic obedience mm -hmm. using positive reinforcement like we do but very few know how to stop bad behavior very few do and then very few of those very few work with aggression they just the way it is so we work with some of the most challenging dogs around anyway you ask a question, Joelle reads it, I answer it. We can, um, unfortunately the answers are not complete as far as like we can't really get into too much stuff. We always recommend if you've got a complicated case, um, just do a one-on-one -on -one, you know, online consult. So here we go. Um, Kathy B, hey everyone. Hey Kathy B. Melissa, say good evening all. Melissa, I love that you're here. Hey Melissa, Peter S, hey all, happy hump day. Hey Peter. Um, let's post the link to Jeff Feldman's seminar. Awesome. We've got five left for the year. Excited about the next one coming up, which is, which is South Carolina. And that one is almost sold out. So we jump on those tickets next. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. No, you, if we yawn tonight, um, get over it. <laughs> um, hold on, dog training. Chicago baby birthplace. Oh, really, Ashley? I didn't know that. I knew she seemed like a northerner of some sort. Mm. I may have to take a trip next year and crash the party. Love y'all and thank you for everything. Yeah, but we'll see in February. It's like, you're going to leave Florida for Chicago? Yeah, I mean, we love yeah. Chicago, but well, we won't be in the cold weather, so it doesn't matter. Next. Irene, thanks for doing the show today. Jamie. You're welcome. Zero Sanity, hey guys, are you able to remedy all dogs' issues at your seminars, or do some people go home with the same issues, and do they ever argue to you about it? Nobody, no, well, first of all, nobody argues at my seminars. Most people that come to my seminars know who I am. So I, I, I'm aware of all the nonsense surrounding my seminars, but the people that actually come to the seminars, they know what I do. They've been following me for years. They've saved up for a year. They've sold some of their shit to attend. People have flown from other countries. Like people have flown from Mexico to the United States. They've flown from Canada or driven from Canada to the United States. People know exactly what I do. They know we use bonkers, remote collars, prong collars. They know we apply punishers to stop unwanted behavior. That's why they're there. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever argues, ever. 150 seminars, probably more than that. I've been saying 150 seminars for a while. Over 3,000 people. I, one person I had asked to leave because they were disrespectful to just one of the other attendees, not to me. And we don't do that there. It's a supportive group. So we no, nobody argues at all. And the other stuff was, was do they go home? Like, I'm not going to fix your aggressive dog in two days. But, I don't think we ever use the term fix. But I will stop your dog from being leash reactive. I will stop your dog from being want to go after dogs. I will stop your, I'm sorry, I will stop your dog from going after dogs. I'll stop your dog from going after people. I will put a training program in place. Put it this way. When I put up the photo album, you will see, I think we only had maybe 17 dogs there, 16 dogs there because we, we have less dogs now because of, yeah. because of COVID. They're all doing downstays all next to each other. People are like, people are going to say, where's the bad dogs? Where's the, where's the attractive dogs? Where's the dog aggressive dogs? They're right there lying down next to each other. But two days, to stop 
to stop and get our dog to want to stop leash aggression, that's a very long process. To get a dog to stop jumping, done. Resource guarding, done. Um, lunging at other people, done. Getting the dog to not want to lunge at other people, that takes time. You know, can you get your dog to walk by another dog? Done. So, so many things are accomplished, but it's only two days. But we make more progress at our seminars because I've been to a lot of people's seminars. I've been, I've seen advertisements for leash reactive seminars, but you can't bring a dog or only one dog allowed in the room at a time. I'm like, huh? Why? If you're holding a leash reactive seminar, let all 20 dogs in at a time. Stop it right then and there. That's what we do. Seminar starts at nine by nine ten. I don't care if you come out, come in hot or not. You know, that's not like COVID hot. It's like hot as in reactive hot. You're gonna be in your crate sleeping by nine ten. Not because I shut you down. I just taught you how to be quiet in a crate. So we get really great results. Absolutely great results. Nobody, no, we don't allow. All right, what's there? What's there to argue about? Next. Um, zero. Already read that. Catherine, hi Jeff and Joel. Just worked with my dogs and sitting on a chair like you showed nice. us the seminar. See, Jeff does way more than apply corrections. Dogs are doing great with it. What other confidence building exercises can we do with our dogs? So, Catherine, yes, I do. I do. Like, there's there, nobody cares though, Catherine. No. Nobody cares. People have this. People have this preconceived notion. It's called the straw man. It's the straw man effect, and I'm the straw man. I'm easy to hate. I, I'm aware of that. The big issue is this. Tens of thousands of dog trainers in the United States train like I do. 1,000 dog trainers bonk. Hundreds of thousands of dog owners bonk. But I'm the mean guy. It's a straw man. It makes it easy to hate. It's the same as any other, any other thing. That's fine. I don't mind. I'm changing the fucking world. I don't care. And people can yell and scream and act like two-year-olds. Let them. I got an eight-year-old that's more mature than half these people, 90% of these people. So, you know, what other confidence-building things can you do? Over, under, through. I know I'm talking really, really fast because I'm trying not to fall asleep. Over, under, through. <laughs> okay? Over, under, through things. Next. I like falling asleep as you're talking. Don't. I'm like, I, I, I. Um, Sarah, hey, J&J, when you start with dogs in crates during your seminars and all the dogs are barking, how do you use the remote collar to settle them down? Do they ever vocalize when you correct? Of course. I don't settle them down. I shut them up. And I teach them down with no words. So dogs barking in the crate, within a couple of minutes, they're stopped barking and they're lying down. No words ever are given. Well, how, they know, how do they know what they're supposed to do? You'll have to take a survey of the 17 dogs this weekend that were lying down in the crates. They all knew what to do. Why? Because there's an art to it. There's actually an art to it. It's not about pushing buttons. It's about knowing the sequence, knowing if you're using continuous, knowing if you're using momentary, know if you're using a low stim, know if you're using a high stim, no longer to hold down the button for, being able to read the dog. There's actually an art to it. That's why when folks say, oh, e-cowers, that's an easy fix, I would love to hand that person an e-cower and say, show me how to train a dog. They can't. Well, if it's so easy, show me. You can't do it because, like, I, I can't tell you how many dogs I've seen messed up on clicker training, and we clicker train. Like, if your timing is not right, you could be rewarding the wrong thing. Gretchen, can you see who that is, please? You know? So, 
So all that stuff is important. So they vocalize. If if they vocalize number they put it this way, they're barking. They're already vocalizing. Next. Um, Beverly, feel defeated. Been working more than two weeks with Foster on indoor structure, prong, e-collar, and house and driveway. But saw a dog today in the driveway and had zero control. Like I did not exist. Okay, so Beverly, don't. So first of all, guess what? Welcome to our world too. It happens. It's going to happen to the best. Okay, Beverly, how many dogs have you trained that have not been like that? How many dogs have you fostered that you have not had that problem with? Right. So don't beat yourself up with it. Number two, have you held that dog accountable? inside the house have you held it accountable the front inside the house have you recognized loading have you corrected that dog for loading yet so you want to think about all those things next michelle p hey guys great to see you hey michelle p great to have you here l bug can i use the out command for food and people yeah we use the, we use the out command for moving away from any object next kaolani hey guys hey kaolani how are you glad you're here Lexi, aloha. Thank you for everything you taught me at your Hawaii seminar. Lexi, love you. Hustle, soul, desire. You two are doing everything right. That's why we're all here getting great information for our dogs. P.S. My Roddy costs too much to get it wrong. <laughs> well, thank you for the kind. Thank you for the kind words. Next. Kaylani said, "How much do your seminars cost?" I'm in minnow north dakota any seminars yeah we, we're anywhere? doing we're doing a we're doing a seminar in fargo north dakota everything is transparent all depends on the ticket you buy and if you go to jeffgelmanseminars.com jeffgelmanseminars.com um you will see all the pricing and what's really really funny is people are like wow that's really expensive meanwhile when people go they would pay double so the cool thing about that is it seminars are optional mm -hmm. they're optional some people buy a $100,000 car, a $200,000 car, a $300,000 car. Some people buy a car for $200, for $300. Really? It's all relative. It's all relative. But meanwhile, people will blow $400 on a trainer that gets no results. Zero results. So, you know, but all the prices are there. And the cool thing is, again, is like I said before, they're optional. It's not like the gas company or the utility company where you have to pay a certain amount. The airlines, right? The airlines. Now. Next. Um, be free dog training. A client sent me a beautiful Samoyed from a breeder in Chicago. I live in California. He lives in downtown Los Angeles. This dog is never oh, out of geez. a kennel. Although a nice one. She's terrified of noises. I've been training for over 30 years and six years with an e-collar. Any suggestions? How long do I have to give her to decompress? She has diarrhea and hardly eating. She's stressed. So this is the thing. It's like, although a nice one, I'm not quite sure what that met was pertaining to so it was pertaining to the kennel that's has no who cares if she was in a kennel i mean who cares if the kennel's nice or not i mean i mean our kennels are average you know what i mean it's like but kennel's a kennel a nice kennel doesn't solve problems you know so the thing is this is the dog has not been exposed to environmentals that's your biggest issue so and don't wait till the dog decompresses work the dog work the dog start it in low distraction areas so start it in low distraction areas and then work your way up hold the dog accountable you know hold the dog accountable so we have dogs that come in here and they get diarrhea and, and we'll call the owners up to just let you know your dog has diarrhea we're going to treat it and they're like yep every time my dog goes to boarding it gets diarrhea 
every time um, I go away and leave it with a pet sitter, it gets diarrhea. Like there's some dogs that just have like they got shitty shit. They just whatever they leave or any any change in the routine, they their 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 bowel functions um, change. So what I would do is, and if the dog is stressed, duration work and accountability, leadership skills. Next. L, have you ever had a kennel cough? If so, what did you do? Um, we had it once, and the dog, we, we found it on day two. We sent the dog home because they did not catch it with us. If they, if they, if they would have, it's impossible to, to, to get it and manifest it within two days of being somewhere. We figured out where it was. It was at the grooming place prior to us um, because it just, it just doesn't happen in two days. And um, I think maybe one or two other dogs got it. And we immediately treated that them and we paid for it because it's our responsibility. And then all the clients were, um, so technically, yes, we've had one incidence, but with the amount of dogs we've had here, it's that's nothing. And for the amount of dogs we had here at the time, that's nothing. Like your dogs are here, my dogs are here. And um, we, you know, we, we, we paid for it and we called up every single owner of a dog that was here. We let them know what the issue was, full transparency. Nobody came and got their dog. They're like, okay. Thanks for letting us know, Jeff. And it's not that they don't care about their dogs, but the people that send their dogs here are really struggling and they want our help. They know, like, and they trust us. They know exactly what we're doing and they know that we have the best interest of their dog. Next. CT Vader, hi all, Jeff, hope you're feeling better. Started impulse control training this morning. Before finding you guys, I never would have thought to train that. Thank you for everything. Nice. I'm actually feeling worse. I woke up this morning really struggling, like really, really struggling. And, um, the day has progressed, and unfortunately, I can see myself. Um, these eighteen-hour T three days, which I don't have, I don't have a choice because I have an obligation to my social media audience. I have an obligation to my staff. I have an obligation to the seminar attendees, and then I've got an obligation to my family. Um, that uh, I'm gonna have to put. I'm, I'm gonna have to put myself on the back burner this week, and just buckle down and, and just get the job done. Okay. So embrace the suck, Jeff. Embrace embrace the suck. Next. Luke, me and my alligator are gaining progress by listening and watching you. Thank you so much. Luke, that's really good. What you might want to do is you might want to put some of my videos on just continuous stream for your dog. You know, those 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 Malinois, they're pretty smart dogs. They might learn how to do everything itself. Maybe. You can think about it. You, you can be watching cartoons and your dog watches us, and next thing you know, your dog just like knows what to do. It's happened. Next. Michael, hello, Jeff and Joel. Can't wait to see you at the South Carolina seminar. Awesome. South Carolina is going to be. Oh, Michael's going to be there. Oh, nice. That Michael. Can't wait to see you. It's been what? A year? Last time we saw him was Atlanta, I think. It was Atlanta. No, he came to North Carolina, too. Was North cool. Carolina was after Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Atlanta is when we, we went out to eat. So this guy, Michael, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful fucking guy. You'll never let him live that down. Wonderful guy. And, um, and Mike, let's go out for dinner. Oh, yeah, let's go out for dinner. What did he order? A cheesecake? He ordered dessert. That's it. Not, not that I care. I mean, fucking guy saved me 30 bucks, but it's, it's like, cheesecake. that's it, just cheesecake. That's it. He likes cheesecake. He likes cheesecake. Try Fine. Um, CG Vader, by the way, how is T3 going? T3 is going fantastic this week. It's an exhausting week. We just finished up counsel. It's part of T3. It's every attendee gets a 30-minute counsel privately with us. And um, the way they're scheduled is they end at seven. So next. Stacy, I have a female in heat and my unaltered, unaltered male is driving me nuts. Yep. 
My regular trainer told me he should be able to obey commands and stop the whining and barking with e collar corrections. Do you agree? Well, you know, whatever I tell you to do, don't go to your trainer and say Jeff says because nobody wants to hear Jeff says at all. So um, I think I, I think that it's going to be more challenging. I think if you haven't worked, worked your dog around, you know, high-level distractions and a female dog in heat, according to your dog, is a heck of a distraction, um, remote collar or not. I would absolutely use this time, though, to work your dog through the distractions, but I wouldn't treat it as a, a I would start off a little bit slow. Heat's going to last more than a week, so start out a little bit slow. Make sure your dog, you might have to give your dog a refresher anyway. Maybe it's time. And then start holding your dog accountable on known commands. Next. Kayla started using a shot collar for my dog when he barks. Watched your video about using e-collar. When we leave the room, also got him a thunder vest. Left him alone for two 30-minute increments yesterday for the first time since we got him two months ago. So happy he slept while we were gone. Awesome. Good. Good for you. Proud of you. Pat, hi, Jeff. First time in your life. Your crate drills. Your crate drills. So, is your question about the crate drills? Oh, hold on. Oh. Shoot, I don't know where. There's another one right there, Pat. Yeah, your crate drills have been working well. My issue is a persistent whining and whimper despite me tapping e-collar low level. So, this is the thing, Pat. So, so the way that the, the remote collar works when it comes to crate nonsense. So, people often ask us, crate nonsense. Do you go low? Do you go high? Do I hit Nick? Do I hit continuous? And the answer is yeah. yes. Yeah. You're fishing. You're figuring out the formula. You're figuring out the formula. And once you figure out the formula, the dog will get it. Next. Um, Tachibana, the service dog. Jeff, I'm the person who needed help with the Jack Russell ripping at my dog's ears. Thanks for the advice. She has stopped attacking my dog's ears after I started using the bunker. Right. So this woman called me up. And she I forgot if it was her mother or a sister or grandmother's dog. And every time the dog came in the house, her dog got attacked. And she was like tired of it. Like if you can tell by the tone of her email, she was tired of it, which is a good sign. I'm like, well, I'm like, what do you want to do? What does your gut tell you to do? And her gut told her to be like, you know, pretty forceful, you know. So I was like, okay, cool. Try the bonker. So, with a complimentary email sent to Tachibana, who brought her dog over a relative's house that was getting attacked. I saw pictures. This dog was getting attacked every single time. How big is the dog? They're small. Jack Russell's and another small dog. Oh, okay. Okay? It stopped attacking the dog. Go figure. So, literally, free advice about a bonker, which is a wrapped up towel it's a cotton towel there's no metal bar no frozen bottles of water it doesn't crush skulls it doesn't make eyeballs pop out and it doesn't you know cause a concussion you say no and then you throw it at the dog if everybody wants to know what a, know what a bonker is just google my name you'll trust me you'll see what a bonker is and you also learn what a you know edited video is that i didn't edit you know so what will happen, though, is no, throw the bonker, the dog stops you and wants the behavior. Imagine that. Fixed dog aggression. One email. 
for free. Not bad. Next. Um, what's supposed to link to your virtual one-on-ones? Nice. You do a lot of one-on-ones. Be free dog training. They said the dog is four. Yeah, well, you got four years. You got four years of unfortunate, you know, living in a kennel, which all that means is that you got your work cut out for you. But let's 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 treat it like any other dog that struggles. Next. Kayla, how can I slow my high drive GSD down on walks? She's been doing so well, but today was awful. E-collar corrections didn't even phase her today. So I own all high drive dogs. Joelle owns all high drive dogs, and they walk fine on a walk. This isn't an ego statement or bragging statement. It's like I've always had high drive dogs. When you're on the walk, though, you're a family pet, and you walk politely next to me or behind me. What I want you to do is I want you to look up our spatial pressure videos. Spatial pressure videos. Watch those. Next. Patty, you guys are awesome. Dogs walk great separately on prongs, but put them together. It's a mess. Any tricks for operating two leashes with prongs? No tricks, but start on the opposite sides. Start with your dogs on the opposite sides. Get the dogs to walk behind you so you also watch the spatial pressure video. When you feel comfortable, move them to the same side. And um, don't put up with any nonsense. So you have to have the... I'm not putting up with your shit attitude anymore. And guys, that's not an angry thing. This is the thing that's totally misconstrued, misconstrued, misinterpreted. It's like, and I know I'm talking fast, and I know I'm passionate, and it might sound like I'm talking loud, but when I train dogs, I'm like silent and slow and methodical. But I'm also trying to get as many questions answered on the show as possible, and what I want people to have is, and I think that's what people learn from my seminars the most. Mm-hmm. Take back your freaking life. Mm-hmm. Enough of this shit already. It's like, well, I love my dog. It's like, I love my dogs too, but I love myself more. Mm-hmm. I love my life more. I love being able to leave the house more. I love being able to sit down on the floor with my kids and not have my dogs be jerks more. So stop taking shit from your dogs. Now the now the issue is now we're talking about behavior. Not just obedience. Mm-hmm. So that's where folks need to learn a little bit, bit about behavior modification. And we're all dog trainers. Like keep in mind that a pet dog trainer didn't exist 40 years ago. Like if you told your even now your grandmother or a great grandmother that you are becoming a pet dog trainer, they'd be like no one's going to hire you for that. We all train our own dogs. Like people didn't hire pet dog trainers. What happened? Like humans got weak. Sorry, but you did. You stopped using common sense. You got a little bit lazy. And also dog trainers made it look like it was some miraculous thing on how to train a dog. Like you need some freaking degree in dog training and you don't. You know, hunting dog train, uh, hunting dogs, they they went to dog trainers. Mm-hmm. Trick training dogs, they probably went to dog trainers. Sport dogs, they went to dog trainers. But a family pet dog, do this, don't do that. I reward you for this. I correct you for for doing that. That's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Next. Um, Jade, thank you for all you do for us, Jeff and gang. Gonna book with you when your training is back up in Australia. Yeah, I don't know when we're gonna be Australia. You know, I don't know if you've ever answered that fucking question up there. So scroll back up. 
Who's this one? You guys are awesome. You always do great separately. With pro oh, oh, so yeah, take these to have the no shit. Don't take any shit, but watch the spatial pressure video next. Um, Kaylani said, Woo, thanks. You're welcome. Marta says, Hey, hey, Marta. Do you miss us already, Marta? No, I don't. I'm glad you're gone. Next, I was asking her that question. Oh, all right, cut the shit. Be free dog training. Thank you. That's what I've done. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Jory. Hey, Jane Jay. I just want to say thanks again for such a good seminar in Chicago. So, Jory, a couple of things. I'm thrilled that you were there, and I'm thrilled that you were there. And I saw your, your I didn't have time to respond to you on YouTube yet, but I was going to write the same thing. I'm thrilled that you were there. Next. Armando. Hey, Jeff and Joel. I'm currently using the prong on my one-year-old lab. But he's still super excited and gets ahead of me on our walks. What am I missing? So, Armando, I think people have to remember. They've got to really understand. So, I don't have a, I don't have a treat pouch with me here because um, we keep them out of the office. Um, but we food train dogs. So, Armando, we food train and clicker train dogs. So, if I had a bag of food in my hand like this, but I didn't know how the training philosophy worked, or how to train the obedience, the food is worthless because the food we use is a reward. Sometimes we use it as a lure, but it's a reward after the dog does well. So I still need to understand learning theory in dogs. I still need to understand motivation in dogs. I still need to understand the steps on how to teach sit, down, place, recall. I still need to know all that stuff. All right. And I'm doing luring, I gotta know how to properly lure. So when you want to stop a dog from an unwanted behavior, same thing. The tools are the tools are the tools. You still have to know how to use the tools. And and no one take that wrong saying, well, if you misuse the tool, you're going to mess with the dog. It's like people aren't misusing these tools. And I'm sure someone is, but people are messing up their dogs without tools, please. So what, what I mean by that is most people use the prong collar. They put it on the dog and then you use it as a more of a reactive tool instead of a proactive tool. So watch my video on spatial pressure. Watch my video on how to heal a dog properly. Next. That's like a video in itself right there. Which one? Reactive versus proactive. Jay, write it down. We'll I'll do probably it. probably forget it. Gretchen, write it down. Reactive, proactive. Make the video. Luke said I'm already on it. Awesome, Luke. Kaylani, a seven-year-old husky tries to kill cats when she sees it. Bonking or e-collar, what would you say is the best way to fix this type of behavior other than exposure and training around the cats? My client just got this dog and is at a loss. I want to make sure I advise them in the best way. So this is the thing. I don't know your, your skill set. I don't know the dog and I don't know your client's skill set at all. But what I do historically for cat killers is I put dogs into avoidance. That's the safest way to do it. I'm not going to look for existence right now. Avoidance. I want the dog to avoid the cat. How do I do that? Well, either a bonger or a remote collar can work what i don't know your skill set on either of those it should be you're going to make it very uncomfortable to the dog to go after the cats so you train with pain jeff well i'll tell you what turn this turn on your mics right now you ready for this sound bite that can be duplicated and repeated all over the world like you always do yes i do when it comes to stopping a dangerous unwanted behavior I will absolutely make it highly uncomfortable for a dog to try to kill a cat or any other animal, 100%. Because I don't know about anybody else, but 
the heartbreak you go through when your pet dog kills your cat is horrific. And if it doesn't die, the, the bill from the vet might give you a heart attack. And then guess what? You still didn't fix the problem. So if it takes me one to three seconds to have a conversation with that dog, not to kill my cat, then so be it. And for all the people out there that are like, you don't need to do that. You can use a reward-based training program to stop a dog from killing a cat. No, you can't. You're being lied to. Now, can you reward the dog for not killing the cat? If you positively absolutely know that the dog is not doing it or thinking about doing it, you have to understand what loading is. You have to understand what intent is. You have to understand the dog's body language and not be a mind reader, but sort of like, are you thinking about killing the cat right now? Well, then, yeah, you click and reward. We do that too, guys. But to stop a dog from killing a cat? No. Next. Holding on dog training, experiencing some dogs not breaking place command when I say here, but will come off for break. Should I just do more reps with both words? They recall fine off placemat. Prove too much. Um, wait, they're not leaving for break? They're not leaving for recall off of place. That's, but it's, they just said the dogs do fine on no, recall. No, I think they recall off the place mat, like, but no, she's not naming a place. Like, if she just puts the dog on the mat and recalls them, they will. But if she actually says place, oh, oh, oh got they're it. not wanting got to recall. Got it. So the, they're not associating. Re so you put the leash back on. I don't want to say start all over again. Put the leash on. Give them guidance. Next. Mark, I had a lab and German Shepherd react badly on a prong collar. They both pulled, cried, and fought. Not my first time using a prong, but first time this happened twice in a row. So it happens. I've had the, I've had the dogs do that on a martingale, flat buckle collar, and a harness and a gentle leader. I've had dogs crocodile roll on every one of those tools. It's not a prong collar conversation, it's a dog behavior conversation. A lot of people say that's because the, the, that's because the dog, it hurts the dog. I'd say, okay, what training tool is your choice of training tools? And they'll say, tell me, well, I like to use harnesses. Okay, fine. I've seen dogs yell and scream and crocodile roll on and bite the leash on a harness. Why? I wanted to go forward, it didn't want to. I wanted to turn right, it wanted to go left. Same thing, same exact thing. It's a behavioral issue, not a tool conversation. Next. Stacy, I like having two opinions. I like his methods because he's a very similar trainer to you. I've been following you and occasionally commenting for two and a half years now. Thank you for all the free content. You're welcome, Stacy. Oh Wes. Just kennel him up, please. Next. Um, yeah. Crystal said, good evening, beautiful people. Good evening. How are you? Sorry, we just had a dog. Have to come um, in here. Good evening. How are you? Zero sanity. Oh, when walking my dog with a prong collar, he starts to load, focusing on the dog, and starts to pant. I tell him no and give a pop on the collar, but he still gets more focused on the dog and gets wild. Any suggestions on stopping? Yeah, him? switch to a zero sanity. Switch to a remote collar. Chances are it's your timing as well. Also, what you're doing is you're probably ramping up the dog because your timing is a little bit off. The dog has already started to gone too far into the loading process. So what you need to do is you need to squash the loading. Yep, suppressing the behavior first 
then you reward for not doing it after. So step one, everybody's forgetting step one. Next. Peter, any specific way to introduce four-month pup to a two-month-old pup? Peter, you have dogs that are two months apart. So you got your work. Maybe they're not your dogs. So I don't know because I don't know you and I don't know the dogs. What I would do is historically, you want to make sure that the four-month-old puppy, which is at 16 weeks now, two-month-old puppy is at eight weeks. Yes, I can do math. But the point is it's over the 14-week threshold. It's most likely out of the fear stage. You want to make sure that that dog does not bully, pick on, chase around if it's not mutually, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're both mutual, the, play. mutual play. You want to make sure that doesn't happen because then the illegal puppy will probably have a, I want to say a host of problems, but can develop some problems. So you want to right now, you know, always observe their interaction um, and then um, keep an eye on them, but also then stop it when you want to stop it and probably kettle them up. Next. Um, Patty, so thank you very much for your advice. Makes sense. You're welcome. Uh, Dogs in Bloom. Hi, J&J from Florida. Hey, Florida. What's going on? Melissa, please go link to your Patreon channel. Patreon channel is rocking and rolling. Tiffany, hey, Jeff and Joelle, you both are amazing. I'm so impressed that you were able to take the muggle off of Jax and give him confidence when he was so fearful. Tiff, of course. That's what we do. Tiffany was at the seminar in Chicago. Damn right. I got muzzle dogs all the time at seminars. Mm -hmm. I'm like, does your dog bite much? Yeah, maybe. I'm like, yeah, let's take a chance. Yeah. Did that with a couple dogs at this past seminar. Mm -hmm. Next. Eve, hi guys. Thanks for all the great advice. The owner and trainers um, want you to know that you have our full support. Keep carrying on. Awesome. Thank you. Kayla, oh, yeah, yeah, I keep getting bumped. Hey, what's constantly. up with that? In regards to spatial pressure, can you please talk about how you work in, into training? Do you do a session with the exercise over and over, or do you do it often throughout the day? No, so, Kayla, watch our spatial pressure video for starters. We use spatial pressure historically to improve the heel, to help transition to remote collar healing, but it's also a huge mental aspect of the attitude of the dog. You can do claiming of space exercises throughout the day, and that's historically through pushy, snotty dogs that are literally overrunning the owner's life or your life. And it helps them realize that, you know, I don't know where you first thought this dog, but your poop actually does smell. Like, I don't know where these dogs all of a sudden had got this attitude, like, like poop doesn't smell. It's like, yeah, it does. And that's where the attitude the dog carries into the house and carries in your life. Like I can do whatever I want to do. And I run the house. It's like, actually, no, you can't because I don't know about you, but I've got four homes and, you know, I have four mortgages because there are three of them are investment properties, man. Not, not once has any of my dogs fucking volunteered to write a check. Not, not once. And if they could write a check, they don't got enough money in the fucking bank to back it up. So until that happens, sorry, the house belongs to me. Next. Hey, Lonnie, thanks so much. I've been training for eight years and know how to properly eat collar train dogs, not against using pain if it means the cat lives. Never did bunking before, but I'll watch your video. Thanks so much. I appreciate so it. So the thing about this is, is to stop serious unwanted behaviors, we absolutely make it uncomfortable. And this is the weird thing. It's like there's so many people are like, you don't need pain to train. I'm like, well, 
all depends on what kind of dog you're training. It also also depends on like to get a reliable sit and down, probably not. To get a reliable reliable heel, probably not. But if I want to keep you from going in my garbage can, yeah. And like, what do you think an underground fence is? I would never use an underground fence. Well, that's fine. That's your decision. But so many people do. But it's ironic that that some countries have banned remote cowers but allowed underground fencing. It's like you do realize or, or still allow hot fencing for cattle or hot or, or hot fencing for other animals. It's like, what do you think that's there for? Mm-hmm. It's for boundaries. But why is it that why would you want to allow a dog to bite its owner but not which is painful but not use discomfort to stop it why would you want your dog to get up onto the counter ingest something it's not supposed to rush it to the emergency room cut it open which is not exactly pain-free but you won't use one to three seconds of discomfort to stop it. And for some reason, when dogs go to the vet and they get like, say, the rabies shots, like it's okay for the vet to stick needles in your dog, but you can't bonk your dog. Like you can stick sharp objects in your dog. Mm. Interesting. And then there's also people that are like, oh my God, the dog screamed. I'm like, how many times show of hands have you picked up your dog's paw to cut its nails but you haven't even cut its nails yet you just picked up the paw and it starts screaming like you haven't even done anything yet right next zero sanity um thanks for answering my other question hopefully the second one if you get to it yeah we'll see yep and we answer as many as we can classical greg what are the core obedience things to train structured walk place down anything else mm, sit Walk, heel, heel. structure walk, yeah. Oh, uh, recall. I, recall, kennel up, just shut up in the kennel. Those are some basic ones. Place in there? Place. Place down. But remember also, who asked that question? Classical Greg. So classical Greg, I mean, I think what's also important is also the dog's mindset. Also the dog's mindset. It's not, it's not just about obedience. It's not just about obedience. Like we had a dog here that knew 51 obedience commands. 51. You knew like all tons of stuff. He wasn't a service dog, but he knew a ton of task training and he knew obedience stuff and he knew tricks. There's the one thing though that the dog didn't know. Don't bite people. So we've got obedience. We've got good behavior attitude which go falls into the good behavior stuff so next Beverly Diwali really do need to go to sleep you're right on the edge of falling out of the chair I know so well I assure you Joe after this I'll probably run her dogs for her. she went and grabbed some food for my lunches in the grocery store while I was doing my meetings so at least I can do is run her dogs and um, she'll probably be asleep what dog do you have yeah, Ford. that's what I thought. We got to figure out a plan for Ford for tonight. Well, last one night. Last one night. So, yeah, both of us are pretty tired. Next. 
Kristen. Hi, J&J. Madison, Wisconsin here, sending the love. Hey, thank you so much. Mark, thank you for sharing your knowledge and experience. It always helps. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Colin, evening, J&J. Hey, Colin. How are you? Zero sanity. My dog has been a lot better nowadays on walks. He used to choke himself out with any tools I used him prior to the prong. Yep. But because of your videos and the prong collar has helped my walks tremendously. Yep. So he still needs fine tuning, but thank you for posting those videos to the public. Yeah, we, we've got 5,000 videos, 35,000 posts, three podcasts a week. So, I mean, I'm big on giving everything away I know for free. So, you know, the thing is, is that, yep, if you, I'm glad you're making progress. It's ironic how people, the, you know, the prong collar, does it look barbaric? Sure. But it's designed not to harm a dog. Does a slippery look barbaric? No. But theoretically, it's a noose. Dog can hang itself on it. It's really, you know, dog, dog, dog can, I've seen dogs make themselves pass out by pulling so hard. Throwing up? Absolutely. Passing out? Yep. Like, they did it. They pulled. Next Classical Greg, Greg said she's dog aggressive, GSD. What's the question? Just like what core obedience to train. Oh, well, I mean, forget about core obedience. You need to stop the aggression. You need to stop the aggression. So all that, yes, make your, have your dog obedient, but you need to stop the aggression. Next. Joseph, what's your opinion on truckers having dogs and the dogs that live in the truck? Oh, love them. I love truck dogs. Love them, love them, love them. I'm an RVer. I am an RVer, and I will tell you, I I have seen hundreds and hundreds of truck dogs in my travels, and I've talked to the truckers, I see the dogs, and you know what? Hanging out with your owner, driving across this wonderful country, I'm based in the United States of America, hanging out, stopping at rest stops, going for a walk, going for a potty break, probably sleeping in the same bunk seeing the world whether you're a long haul trucker or a short haul trucker or a day trucker man getting to go to work with mom or dad on the open road pretty good life pretty good fucking life next 499 from the noble dogs how do you manage to cook most of your meals while working so much what does a typical day look like with managing family health and the business that's 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 a long long <laughs> question and do i have balance absolutely not um how, i do a lot of food prep so but i eat healthy i don't eat i don't eat you know i don't do fast food i rarely go out to eat um um i eat a lot of like i eat a lot of vegetables i eat a lot of fruit um i eat a lot of salad i eat a lot of uh, beans i eat a lot of rice um, um stuff that doesn't really require yeah food. i mean i'll have i'll have I gave up meat, mm, what, a month ago now, ago. about a month ago. I still have fish, but cooking is easy for me. I've always cooked. Next. Um, Joseph said, we love it too, the truck dog life. Oh, yeah. Deborah, my eight-month-old Akita won't stop whining when in the crate. Pees as soon as with the crate. Please help. Don't know what to do anymore. So, Deborah, you might need to do a one-on-one -on -one consult. Sorry to say that, but there's a lot going on involved in that. Number one is... Lots of structure. Number two, make sure the crate is small enough. Number three, teach the dog how to do it down in the crate. Number four, hold the dog accountable on all of its basic commands. Take back some of that affection. Watch your tone of voice. Um, that's just a couple of things you can do. I mean, there's a lot of things involved. Next. 
Well, let's post a link to my Patreon channel. Nice. Definitely. I mean, you want to talk about a workout animal. That's Joelle. I was begging my ass this morning, and she was working out. She was working out next. That one earth dog. Hey, guys. Hope you had a great day. Yeah, we had a fantastic day. Still going strong. Well, speak for yourself. Still going strong. I had a coffee before the show. During the consults. Yeah. I got one right there. Right behind you. Next. That right now. Good. Well, it's 7.52, so uh, today's, tomorrow's Friday. No, I mean, not tomorrow. Next show is Friday. Angel's going to be on the show. Cool. Yep, he'll be on the show. He'll be um, helping out dogs at the seminar. So that'll be nice. Nice. Yeah, likes to make his little appearance on the show. You know, so. All right, everybody, you know what? We're going to head out. All right, so madly in love with you guys. And we will talk to you all later. And um, I'm happy and I'm proud for all of you that are doing the hard work. Happy and proud of you for all the dramatic changes that you guys are doing. Joelle, thank you so much for doing the show. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you. Um, and uh, madly in love with all of you guys. And take care. Good night.